MLM Nation, episode 567. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built teams to over 80,000 and is now a full-time business coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us right now. Here is Simon Chan. Hey, ML Nation, Simon Chan. Before we start the show, I'm so, so excited. This is something I've been working a lot on the last two, three months, and it's a free resource for you. It's my latest ebook. It is 365 motivational quotes for the network marketer. Hey, I know your journey is full of difficulties and success often feels out of reach. And I put together, you know, the leaders go through what you're going through, but somehow they stay motivated. And I gathered everything, over 365 quotes that keeps the leaders going to share with you in one convenient resource. And the best thing is, it is free. So just go to mlnation.com forward slash book. Get mlnation.com forward slash book for your free download of my newest book, 365 Motivational Quotes for the Network Marketer, or for you, just go download it at mlnation.com forward slash book. Now, let's go to the show. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I'm fired up to bring our special guest today, JC Rangel. Hey, JC, are you ready to make it happen? I am more than ready, my friend. Let's go. JC Rangel was born in Mexico and immigrated to the U.S. at six years old with a burning desire to create opportunity for himself and his family and become successful. He realized early on that network marketing was the best vehicle for him to achieve his American dream. By the time he was 27, JC was able to reach one of his biggest goals, which was to retire his mom. And at the age of 30, JC made his first million in commissions. Today, JC is one of the biggest bilingual network marketer trainers around the world. And one of his most popular trainings is his bulletproof mindset. He's also a leader of his company, inspiring thousands of people across the globe. So JC, Welcome to the show. I've given ML Nation a brief background. Please talk about how did you get started in network marketing? Absolutely. Thank you so much, Simon. And uh, I first have to mention that I appreciate what you do for the industry. I follow your podcast. you got some incredible content, and I thank you for that. I wish I had something like this when I was starting off in network marketing. i got to tell you, but it, it would have saved me years of, uh, of time, but everything happens the way it's supposed to. But yeah, to give you a little bit of my background, Simon, I actually, as you mentioned, I was born in Mexico, brought to this country at age six. My mom always did network marketing. She did everything. So at 10 years old, I used to go with my mom to her opportunity meetings. And back then, they used to use a chalkboard. So my mom used to be drawing circles on the chalkboard. I was in the back of the room drawing cartoon characters as a 10-year-old kid. And so what happened is that I asked my mom one day, I said, Mom, why do you do these businesses? You already have a job. See, she used to wake up at 5 in the morning to go to downtown Los Angeles to work in the garment district. And back then she made like $2, $3 an hour or something like that. And in some jobs they paid her per piece that she sold. And she says to me, well, son, if I want to give you and your brothers the life that I came to this country to give you guys, it's not going to happen working for somebody else. That's why I do these other businesses. And, you know, I love my mom to this day, of course. And whatever she said, I automatically believed, And it turned out to be the case. Right. So when I was 18 years old, a friend, you know, I was open to network marketing. So when I was 18 years old, my friend Robert invited me to check out a network marketing business. I went with him. I made a decision to get started. 
But the reason why is because when I was 18, I still did not have my social security number, Simon. So I tried to get a regular job. I couldn't. I, I was working security, getting paid under the table at clubs as, a, as like a bouncer. I, I, I tried to get student loans uh, to go to school and I didn't qualify for any because I was illegal. Right. And then finally, I tried to join the military. I tried to join the Marines. This, mind you, this is late September 2001. I tried to join the uh, Marines and they said, we cannot help somebody in your situation anymore. We used to be able to, but we cannot help you. You need to have a social security number. So network marketing, my buddy says, look, if you like this, we can show you how to get started. So long story short, I got started at 18 years old, wrote down my whys, my list. One of those goals was to retire my mom on her before the age of 30 and the rest is history. That's very inspiring. So um, let's go back. So you started at 18. How did it uh, go? I mean, you grew up in network marketing. How did it go your first couple of weeks in the in the profession? Not not that good, but I did learn a lot. My first six months with that first company, I actually made a whopping $60 with that company. But I learned a lot. You know, I started being introduced to philosophies that I had never been introduced to, right? I, You know, one of the key things that my uplines told me to do was to listen to personal growth. So they gave me Jim Rohn's Building Your Network Marketing Business. So I was listening to that over and over. They said, only listen to this for the first 30 days. Don't listen to the radio. Don't listen to anything else. When you're going to school, when you're going to church, when you're going to the meeting, when you're going to work, only listen to this for 30 days. Simon, if it was not for that CD that they gave me in 2001, I would have quit the industry. But I figured out some things, right? Work part-time on your job and full-time on your fortune, right? And these philosophies that I had never heard before. And so, once again, I only made $60 my first six months, but I learned a lot. I don't have a question to ask you. How successful was your mom in network marketing? You know what? She never reached a high level of success income-wise. She grew a lot as a person. I think the most my mom ever made in network marketing was maybe $800 in one month. But that was like her highlight. You know what I mean? But she says that she succeeded through me, right? So it came another generation. And then that, that was by herself. With me, my mom still works network marketing with me. And my mom averages between two and $3,000 per month with her own team now. It's a question. Your mom did it for many, many years, probably over 10 years. And she, didn't, she never made more than $800 a month back then. Why did you go in the profession? Well, how come, how come you didn't say, well, you know, I'm not doing what my mom did. She was working her butt off and still going through all these meetings and all that. Never made more than, never made much money. But what made you not be negative about it and still want to be do, to, to, uh, to do this? Well, that's a great question. And it goes really deep into, you know, how I was brought up. So at the age of 10, I actually joined karate. When I, when I was in Mexico and, and before 10, I was a very overweight kid. I was, I was borderline obese. I, I didn't used to get bullied a lot, but sometimes. So I always wanted to join karate. So when I joined karate at the age of 10, I fell in love with it. I was always a big fan of Bruce Lee since I lived in Mexico. My my um, uncle was, was in karate and he would teach me a little bit. So when I joined karate, I met the, the, the you know, the teacher. He was a six time world karate champion. So what, what happened is my goal was to be as cool and awesome as he is. So from the age of 10 to the age of 18, my goal at that time, my life goal at that time was, was to become a world champion. So I trained hard and my mom could not afford to send me to karate tournaments, but I got good enough and she couldn't afford to pay for the karate school either. So what happened is that I negotiated with the teacher. I said, look, I want to train, but I can't, I can't pay you. What can we do? Can I clean the karate school? He says, you get here one hour earlier. You leave one hour after we close. 
you clean up before, you clean up after, and then that is your tuition for the day. Mm-hmm. So I, w- I would leave school, get to the karate school, mop the mats, pick up all the bags, clean the windows and the mirrors, right? Wash the restroom. Then kids would show up and I was all, always there. And I, I missed school more than I missed karate. I never missed karate. No matter what, I never missed karate. So by the age of 16, I fought for my first world title and I came up short. I fought as a black belt. I was only a purple belt. So I skipped like four, five, six belts. And then uh, at the age of 15 is when I fought for a world title the first time. At the age of 16, I went to Niagara Falls, Canada to fight for a world title. Mind you, I did not have a social security number. So when I crossed from U.S. to Canada, I was not supposed to. My mom was like, you can't go over there, right? Her, her, her boss at her job told her, if your son goes to Canada, he's not coming back. And I said, Mom, everybody just goes, all the kids go with their school IDs. It's fine. I, this, I, this is a chance of a lifetime, right? I got to fight for a world title. So anyways, I convinced my mom to let me go. I go over there. I end up fighting, and I fracture my ankle. And it was devastating because it's a double elimination tournament, right? And so the guy that I, I beat one gentleman, right, a, a kid, then we fight again because double elimination on that second bout is when I fractured my ankle. He wins by default, wins a world title. So I failed there. At the age of 17, I finally win a world title. The point is this, that when I was 18 and I tried network marketing, I realized that success doesn't come easy. There's going to be a lot of setbacks along the way. I internally knew that because of martial arts, it it, it disciplined me, right? Not only that, my mom didn't have the results, but when I saw people in the business having results, I, I met a gentleman who was 10 years older than me, graduated from the same high school that I graduated from that was making $100,000 a month and driving a black Lamborghini. And he, he's also from Mexico, but 10 years older than myself, same high school. I said, if that guy can do it, I can do it. I'm going to stick it out until I make it work. Very, very inspiring. And, you know, I love those uh, immigrant stories with hunger and desire. And, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I don't have this. I don't have that. I have the lack of resources. It's the lack of resourcefulness. And I love the stories, the mindset. And we'll talk a little bit about your bulletproof mindset in a bit. Um, how you just, vol- you made a way, you wanted to do karate. You didn't have money, but you found a way to go. And it's about, there's no excuses, right? You didn't make excuses to be successful. And you just showed up an hour early, an hour late, and you got your karate. So yeah, really, really cool. Hey guys, Aisham Hipsher here in the studio, ready to bring you this week's show ambassador. This is a good one. This is kind of one of those deals where, you know, I guess like when I was younger, I had an email address that was kind of juvenile. So when I got older, I had to change it. I'm not sure if this is like from an old school, like uh, username or something, but stinky T1, you are this week's show ambassador. Guys, stinky T1, that's so funny to say. What is T1? Why is it stinky? Um, stinky T1 says, excellent use of time. Maybe the T is for time. This is by far one of the best podcasts I've ever listened to. This is free training from all over. Back in the day, we would have had to pay for this kind of stuff. Simon's enthusiasm is infectious, and the summary at the end is so helpful. Keep this up. Stinky T1, you keep up listening to us. We're super excited to have you. Thank you so much for leaving this incredibly kind review. Uh, And very thoughtful, very engaging. Thank you so much for that. I love the name Stinky T1. I'm a fan. Hashtag Stinky T1 for life. Stinky T1, you are this week's show ambassador. Let's Stinky hear it, folks. Awesome. 
Guys, if you'd like to be featured as next week's show ambassador, just leave us a rating and review. It's that simple. It's easy. It literally takes probably, depending on how slow you type, probably eight seconds for you to leave a review. It's very easy now. Every week, we will hand select one of our favorite out of the list of uh, ratings and reviews, and then boom, a star is born, baby. I'm looking forward to reading your review to the world. Now back to Simon and the show. What was the turning point for you? How did you, you say you made, you know, didn't make much for the first six months, 60 bucks, you know, what happened? What was a light bulb moment that things really started taking off for you? So after that company, the company went through a lot of problems and then uh, they had a change of ownership. They changed the name. Some of the leaders left. A bunch of drama happened. And so a lot of people left the company, including myself. And then I got a job. By this time, by the time that happened, around I was around 19, I ended up getting my social security number. So I ended up getting a job working door-to-door sales. And one of my uplines that I looked up to a lot had that job. And I said, if this guy's working there, it must be for a reason, right? If he left network marketing to do that. And it was one of those door-to-door sales where you could eventually build a team and have your own office and override your office. So it's very similar to network marketing. And so I remember we used to, uh, I had a job knocking on doors. We used to knock on doors from 12 to 8, but I used to wake up at 8 in the morning, show up to the office at 9 in the morning. We used to practice, pitch, and train from 9 to 11. And then around 11, we used to drive out to the field and hit the field from 12 to 8 with a 30-minute break for lunch. And we did that Monday through Friday. Then Saturdays, same routine. The only difference is that we finished by 6 p.m. And I did that for about nine months. My mom was losing her house, though. She had a house uh, you know, that she had bought, and she was losing the house. So her broker says, I'll tell you what, come and work for me, and I'll help because she was a, a selling real estate. And he says, come and work for me. I'll save your mom's house. You can pay me back with work, and we'll work it out, right? So that's why I left the sales job that I liked a lot. It, it was very taxing on me, but I, but I liked it a lot. But I built thick skin. I was knocking on doors every single day. I was knocking on 100 doors. I was getting rejection after rejection after rejection. Then I realized, my God, if I apply this work ethic to network marketing, I do very well. So I'm, you know, while I'm working for this gentleman, his name's Roger, I look up a, a, on Craigslist and I see an ad that looks like a network marketing ad. So I call the number and the gentleman answers the phone, who's a friend of mine to this day, became a mentor of mine for, for many years. And I started asking him questions and he's telling me about it, trying to set an appointment. Then I asked him, is this network marketing? And he asked me a, a great question. He says, is network marketing what you're looking for? Mm. And I said, yes, it is. Because I was. I said, this time I'm going to go out there and crush it. He says, as a matter of fact, this is network marketing. I said, great, let's meet. We meet up at a restaurant. He does a one-on-one for me. I say, I'm in. When can I get trained? He says, there's a training starting in 30 minutes next door. I said, I'm there. So I went to the training. And then that weekend, the number one earner of the company was going to be there for a Super Saturday. I had five guests. At the Super Saturday, four of the five guests signed up. I made somewhere around three hundred some dollars, and I said, "This time, keep in mind, I had to work at it from knocking on doors, a lot of rejection. So network marketing felt like, man, it, you know, if I could do that, I could definitely do this." So it took me about two and a half to three years to get to a three thousand dollar a month income. This is in my early twenties, however. So that's I'm making a full time income. I feel like I'm rich, right? So that was my breaking point. My second company was my breaking point where I started making about three grand a month. This is back in like 2004, probably. Really good. How do you, how does someone develop the mindset 
of the knocking, I mean, going back to the knocking door to door, and that's basically built the foundation for your success, right? You're like getting there at eight to 10 in the morning and you basically hit from 11 to 6 p.m., six yeah. days a week, or to 8 p.m., five days a week, and to 6 p.m. on Saturdays. How does someone develop that mindset? And maybe we can go deep, we can go right into your you know your course that you teach bulletproof mindset. Sure, sure. So the the way that first of all it's the people your, your environment right who you associate yourself with right. I had the good fortune to have some great mentors before I was eighteen because of karate right. It developed a very strong mindset. Like when I broke my ankle, for example, six months later I broke my nose and I went to compete with a broken nose that was like sideways. It was literally sideways. But the reason why I went to compete before I went to the doctor and got surgery. Is because if I didn't compete at that tournament, I would not you, you uh, gather points for the for when you fight for a world title at the end of the year, and so you have a better seat. There's wild cards, and then there's five seats. And so what happened is that what helped me out was my environment. I was surrounded by black belts, by world champions. You know, they would teach me philosophies that I didn't even know these were philosophies that they were ingraining in me. But they would say things like, "Look, you're not training to be the best in the world. You want to be a world champion? Don't train to be a world champion." You're not trying to be the best in the world. You're trying to be the best in the world on your worst day. So when you come in here, the first thing that I would do, people would get, kids would get there to class. I would get there early, clean the karate school. But then I would throw whatever my take, a hundred of whatever was I was weak. And so let's say it was my sidekick. I'd throw a hundred sidekicks on my left leg, a hundred sidekicks on my right leg. Then I would proceed to train. Then the kids would leave. Then I would stay in clean. And I feel like you know, when we're going through struggles, we often think, oh, poor me. We have a pity party. But that's actually a blessing in disguise. I have some friends that that till this day are friends of mine, but they had I grew up with my mom, a single mom. Right. They had their mother and their father. They had a cell phone when they were like, you know, 14 years old. I didn't have a cell phone until I was 18. Right. And so they everything was given to them and not a lot was given to me. I had it a lot harder. Then I realized that developed a certain grit, a certain mindset. That when I was knocking on doors, it wasn't the hardest. I said, this is hard, but it's worth it. I can deal with this. But I, I introduced some of my friends to network marketing or some of my friends to, to, you know, that job knocking on doors. They didn't last a day because I said the rejection is terrible. They were too soft. So, uh, you know, I tell people, listen, quit wanting what you don't want. You don't want an easy life, right? Mm -hmm. You want to get, get it to it's kind of like a callus that you develop right in your mindset. In addition to that is your environment, but also the, the audios you listen to, the books you read, podcasts that you listen to like this, right? So I was studying, like even when I was younger, I would buy VHS tapes of Bruce Lee, of, of Chuck Norris, of different things, and I would study them. Then I'd practice. It became an obsession. I'd practice at my house, and those things I applied to network marketing. And when I learned, find mentors that have what you want, study them, and nowadays it's easy. The problem with social media, YouTube and whatnot, is that it's a double-edged sword. You could use it to get better, but you could also use it to get distracted and entertained. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. It's, it's so many good wisdom. And I think what you shared there is probably one of the best things I've heard in uh, over 500 interviews is you want to train to be best, to be the best on your worst day. Yeah. Really good. Actually, I'm going to teach my son that. That's very good. And you know what? You talk about developing mindset. The broken nose is funny because, I, you know, I didn't follow baseball for many. I used to be a huge baseball fan growing up. Then I didn't follow for probably 15, 20 years. But I got really into it because my son is into it. So we watched baseball highlights. And even just two days ago, Max Schwarzer on the Nationals doing a bunting drill and broke his nose, right? right. Bleeding. And then and the announcers saying, well, this is the Nationals really need him because in order for him to make the playoff, they only have 500 team and he's scheduled to pitch how many games. And you know what? With a broken nose, he pitched yesterday and struck out 10 guys. 
with wow. a broken nose, right? Yeah. And, and that's why he's, you know, he makes like a two, you know, hundreds of million dollars and one of the best pitchers because he can go through that. And, you know, you talked about um, the grit, the stuff. I was just sharing this with a leader the other day. Uh, this was like a couple of while ago that I mentioned this on a podcast. Like he was upset that some people have it easy in network marketing. You know, there are people out there who get lucky at the right time and they make all this money and he's like struggling in there. And I, and I told him, you know, I, I, I study a lot of stoicism and it's basically what you said. It's like the people who are lucky are actually unlucky. Right, because they got a lucky, and then they—if you take it away from them—they're deep because they're unlucky. Because when they go to bed at night, they know they got lucky. They don't know they can do it again. Right, right. While you—you you went into the tournament with a broken nose, you competed, like you fractured your ankle, you went through all that. You know you can do it again and again and again. And you talk about your mindset from the what is door to door and network market. It came from your karate background where yes. you had nothing. So if you're out there listening to this, the story that JC shared, like if you. The people who have it easy, they're actually unlucky. In the long run, they're unlucky. And you see this in, in, in a lot of people born with privileged backgrounds. They don't do much. But the ones who go through the tough, they get the grit, the, the mindset it takes to be successful. So anyway, I just wanted to add that because you, what you shared is very, very inspiring. Thank you, sir. And, you know, to, to elaborate on that, my son has a different upbringing. I have a five-year-old son. I'm married to my, my, my beautiful Jennifer. And we have our, our, our great son, Maximus, right? I call him the great Maximus. When he came out of the wound in the hospital, I started speaking greatness into him. And he has a lot different life than I do. However, I still teach him these things, right? Like I have him in jujitsu and I teach him karate myself, right? Karate and boxing. And one of the things that I teach him, I say, you want a new toy? You're not going to get a new toy, son. You have to pay for it yourself. However, you have a job with daddy. When you clean your room, you make a certain amount of money. When you help daddy wash the car, you make a certain amount of money because I I saw firsthand kids that had it very easy and it made them soft. Mm. And if you want to be successful as an entrepreneur, entrepreneurship is not easy. It's way worth it, but it's not easy. You're going to have, you know, one of my buddies, he actually said something very, very powerful. He's a strong leader in network marketing. He says, success in network marketing is being around after the dust settles. It's like you're going into a battle. And there's going to be a lot of casualties in any battle. There's going to be casualties. And your job is to be around where the dust settles, because if you stick and stay, you'll get your pay. And that's a philosophy that I adopted. I said, if I stick it out long enough, I'm going to become successful. Right. And I'm going to retire my mom and do these things. And that happened because I have the grit that other people I saw people to my left, people to my right falling. And I, I was focused. I was determined. And I said, I'm just not going to stop. If someone wants to develop that mindset, just say they had it easy, they're the unlucky ones, had it easy, what's the first step they should do to start developing this mindset, JC? Well, they have to start studying people with that mindset. As a matter of fact, that's that's actually the reason why I created a bulletproof mindset because I've got the experience from business, from network marketing, the immigrant you know, background, struggled a whole lot, also from martial arts, right? I've got friends like my friend Raymond Daniels is the Bellator kickboxing champion of the world, right? He middleweight kickboxing champion. He's known worldwide. I I knew from the beginning to hang out with people like that. So one thing they should do is they need to start studying the subject they want to get better. And so if it's bulletproof mindset, mental toughness, they got to study mental toughness, right? The books, they got to read the audio. You know, most people want more time, more money, more of this, more time and money, but they don't invest time and money into their personal growth. They got to invest time. They got to invest money into growing as that person. So if, if, if somebody finds themselves out there being kind of soft, you need to go out there. For example, one thing that helps out a lot, 
is martial arts or sports because you have to develop a certain toughness to do martial arts or, or, you know, just sports in general. So that's, I always, not only that, your health is very important. Like I feel great when I, like tonight I got MMA training, right? I'm going to go and train. I'm going to get beat up and that's okay. But not only that, my health is important, but it helps me every day. I get a little bit better, a little bit tougher, a little bit tougher. My mind is a little bit sharper, but I'm always studying People that I see that have that mental toughness. And in, in times of when I when I have doubt, how would so-and-so act in this moment? How would so and then eventually it becomes how would I act in this moment? Because you are now the person. I always knew I was gonna be my son's hero, not a TV star, not an athlete. Daddy was gonna be my son's hero. The, why am I gonna be my son's hero when he's 14 years old? The reason why is simply because I'm gonna have enough time to spend with him. I'm going to treat his mom the way she deserves to be treated. My wife, I'm going to treat her like a princess. I'm going to give him that example. I'm going to be in shape. I'm going to have the time freedom, you know, the money freedom and whatnot, because I, I refuse for somebody else to be my son's hero other than me. So you got to find what is it that motivates you. You got to make a decision because a lot of people think decision takes time. You and I, Simon, know that making a decision is in an instant. You decide today that that's what it's going to be, right? So when people have a philosophy, change takes time. No, no, no. You have the wrong philosophy. That's what, when you have the right mindset, it changes your philosophies, which shape everything else. Awesome stuff. You do. I like you said, how would that person act in the moment? So if you're listening to the ML Nation and we talk about sports, you're getting beat up. I just say you're sore in the gym. How would JC act in that moment? Will he just take a couple of days off or he'd be back in the gym tomorrow? Right. That's actually that's how you study the mindset It's doing the things you don't want to do. I'm sure like you go to MMA. There's a lot of times you don't want to go again to get your yeah. butt kicked, but you keep showing up and that develops the best. So if you can go through this type of mental toughness, then you get one or two rejections. You're like, ah, oh, that's easy. I didn't get my butt kicked. Right. And, you know, talk about studying. Um, add to what you said, because what JC sharing is really true. One of the things that helped me develop mental toughness was studying people. And I actually found a mentor. And by the way, this is JC, this is like the, one of the best business advice I ever got. And it actually has nothing to do with business. Right? It's, but it's the best business. It's, it's kind of like we talk about your sports mindset helped you in network marketing. Was my mentor said, you take a coach hour, take only coach hours. And I was like, what does that have to do? Because coach hours hurt. Well, they hurt for the first 20, 30 seconds, and then your body gets, it stings you, it gets used to it, but it develops mental toughness and delayed gratification. And I still do it today. Every day I take a coach out, and when I first go in there, especially at night, it's a, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe it. It stings me. But after 20 seconds, you're right. So when you build this mental toughness, you stack on these, like JC has all these successes he stacks on, right? From this, you know, his like world champion with a broken nose, from this going through the MMA, from the door-to-door. This is how you develop the mindset to be successful. And why most people don't do it, because they're thinking, oh, this change takes time. You can make that decision right away. That's right. right. How important is a consistency to success? Uh, It's without consistency. There's certain ingredients required for success. And consistency is certainly one of those ingredients. Pretend you're baking a cake. Consistency is the egg, right? You can't bake a cake without the eggs, right? And so consistency is an absolute must. Just like the old saying, an apple a day keeps a doctor away. Yeah, it's an apple a day, not seven apples on Sunday, right? So you've got to be consistent, just like working on the gym. If you want to get six-pack abs, you, you know, it's, you don't go to the gym on Sunday for seven hours. You've got to be consistent. So that's one of the... Too many people in entrepreneurship and in network marketing have too many start and stops. 
they get temporarily motivated because they don't have the bulletproof mindset. They'll go to a Super Saturday. They'll listen to a conference call. They'll get excited for 24 hours. And then they leave it. One of the reasons is their environment. They're not currently working on themselves. They don't have the right philosophies. So therefore, that stops them from being consistent. But you've got to put your head down. I believe in that 90-day blitz. We go out there, all out massive action, identify our key leaders, right? Keep each other accountable and go on a 90-day blitz together. When I'm finishing a 90-day blitz, I've got a couple guys starting their 90-day blitz and we're cheering them on, right? And so the idea is, you know, you find different leaders in different pockets that are going to those 90-day blitz. But when, when you're done with the 90-day blitz, you're still in first gear in network marketing. First gear, like the clutch is broken. What do I mean by first gear? Some people call it zone one or phase one. First gear is what I call it. That means personally prospecting and enrolling new distributors and selling your product or service. Personally enrolling new distributors, prospecting and getting customers for your products and services. That is first gear. I stay in first gear like the cl uh, clutch is broken because second gear is when you're managing your people. Right. And then, you know, you're a supervisor because you've duplicated managers. That's third gear. So I tell people, if you are consistent, that means that you are in first gear. Your clutch is broken. You cannot even go. You, you got, when you develop those philosophies, you identify, I'm a first gear leader. I'm in first gear no matter what. You should always be able to tell your organization, watch me. Watch what I am doing. Watch me. You should always be enrolling at least three to five people. My, my, my philosophy is three to five people a month, right, is my consistent. If I'm going on a 90-day bliss or if I'm starting with, a, you know, let's say, for example, a couple of times I started different network marketing companies, I always enroll 40 people, right, in my first 60 to 90 days and personally enroll, right? And then I dig deep. But after that is the consistency. I'm always in first gear. Every single day I have a list of things to do. For example, 50 phone calls in a day and an average of four or five presentations in a day. That's kind of like what I have to do for the day. And I'm just very consistent and adamant about that. What role does accountability play with consistency? Well, accountability is very important, and that's, you know, a part of leadership, right? You know, when we hold people accountable to those things. But it's hard to hold people accountable to things that we are not doing, hmm. right? So if we're not out there doing the things that we're telling our people to do, then we look like a hypocrite, right? And people catch on to that. Not only that, we duplicate what we are, right? This is a business of duplication, so if I'm over there trying to hold people accountable, but I'm not doing it, I'm going to have people trying to hold people accountable that are not doing the job themselves. And, you know, even when you have webinars or, or opportunity, live opportunity events, people notice whether the leader has guests there or not. You know what I mean? People notice if that, you know, you show up or not, or if you show up late, you are held to a different standard. The more money you make, the higher rank you have, you are held to a different standard. So it's not only about accountability with your people. You have to have that accountability with yourself. And when you are leading by example, setting the example, you act and talk differently. Like you talk about the person in the hotel meeting, right? Who has the people in the room. When the leader, the up guy that up there has prospects in there, he's different than when he doesn't have prospects. And your team knows that. Making your excitement level, the way you act is different. Absolutely. You got a lot more posture. Absolutely. Hey, this is awesome. Uh, what is, this is my favorite question. In your news network marketing, you've been there doing like uh, for 18 years, right? for us since uh, 2001. Yes, what is your worst, worst moment in network marketing? To the point that you always like, hey, maybe I shouldn't have done this, but you didn't quit and that's why you are where you are today. Okay. You know, there's so many of them and I don't, I don't replay those things so often so I don't remember so much, but off the top of my head, one of the things that comes to mind is 
when I started making between three and four thousand a month, the story I mentioned to you, I got my real estate license. This is uh, amid the real estate boom, and I got my real estate license. And I, I had a friend of mine that wanted to sell his house, and I sold his house. Then I had a so I made six thousand dollar commission on that. Then I had another ten thousand dollar commission in escrow. So I figured, oh my god, I'm about to make sixteen thousand dollars inside of a sixty day period. I said, this is great money. So the mistake that I made is I put my network marketing business in the back burner because it was making three or four grand a month, but that was residual passive income. So I left that for the quick buck. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking real estate. I'm just giving you my story, right? So then I started focusing on real estate and I kind of let my network marketing business go. And, and I also let some people down, right? I mean, we all make mistakes. You know, I did leave some people down, even though we had great leaders in the team already. And obviously, you know, People notice that, you know, when you leave and you're, you know, you kind of leave them stranded. Even I started showing up to events still, but it wasn't the same, right? Then the real estate market crashed. Then I, I, I realized a mistake. I may say, you know what? Some of these guys have stuck it out, doubled or tripled their income. Now they're significantly sharper. Now they've got, they're traveling all over the world, building teams. I should have stuck it out, but I learned my lesson. I humbled myself and I said, all right, I'm going to go back and start from scratch. I'm going to get a part-time job just enough to pay my basic bills. And I am going to put my head down and all I'm going to do, eat and breathe and drink is going to be my network marketing business. A year after doing that is when I retired my mom. Very inspiring. Thank you for sharing that. Hey, you've been awesome, JC. I feel we can uh, talk forever and ever, but uh, to respect the time, uh, we're going to wrap up. Uh, but some quick questions to pick your brain and sure. these could be short answers. First one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that keeps you going? Success is not success without successors. Good. Well, who's that by? Do you know? I don't know who it's by, but I know who told me. My upline in that company was making three grand a month. That's It never left. That, he told me that like in 2003. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? Being accountable to my day, finishing my day before I started. So tonight, I know, last night, I knew what today was going to look like. I've got a list of things that I've got to do and I do not stop when I'm tired. I stop when I'm done. There's a big difference. So people say, oh, you know, it's five o'clock, six o'clock, seven o'clock. You know what? I'm tired. Yeah. But did you finish what's on your list of things that you've got to accomplish? Did you make the amount of calls that you had to make? Did you do the amount of prestige that you had to do? So I don't stop when I'm tired. I stop when I'm done. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? Best piece of advice I ever received was it has to be to work on yourself. You know what I mean? That the best investment is in yourself. What's your favorite prospecting tool now? So say someone's interested in the business, do you send a video link or do you add them to a Facebook group? Do you do a Zoom or what do you like to use? I like to use video links, short video links to pique their interest. And there's also a book. I don't know if I can mention it. There's a short yeah. book. Okay. Making My First 10 Million by Brian Carruthers. I think that's a great book and I use that to prospect higher caliber entrepreneurs, six-figure earners, and it does a great job. Do you have a favorite tool like a, or online resource like Dropbox or Evernote or a favorite app on your phone that you could recommend? No, no. I mean, the only app that I can recommend is uh, Zoom, right? Because that means that you are showing the plan. You are you are meeting with people. You are looking at them like that. I use Zoom a lot. And I, I feel like, you know, when the amount of Zoom meetings and three-way calls go up in your organization, your check is going to go up as well. Aside from Brian Carruthers' book, uh, Making Your First Million, any other books you could recommend? Any other two or three books? Yes. His other book, Building an Empire, is probably, in my opinion, the most complete book 
Another book that really helped me out is The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. I think that is a phenomenal book. Uh, and one more book I'll give you is Six Months to Six Figures. And I, the author's last name is Goosh. I, I don't know his first name. Hey, ML Nation. I know your journey is just like these leaders. It's full of difficulties and success often feels out of reach. And that's why I put together for the first time a guidebook, a motivation book, for every day of the week. It's 365 motivation quotes for a network marketer. And I've been working a lot on this for 2019. And best of all, it's free. Just go to mlnation.com forward slash book. You know, for the first time ever, you want to get confidence as you have a daily resource you can refer to again and again. You get fulfilled as you beat our biggest enemy, which is ourselves, right? Procrastination. This book will help you overcome that. You'll be motivated and never discouraged again. You're going to get a peek of how leaders think and what keeps them going. And you've been listening to the show, and I took everything, over 365-degree quotes, and put it in one handy resource for you. It's over 79 pages long, a PDF, and you get it for free. Just go to mlnation.com forward slash book. Again, for your free copy of 365 motivational quotes for the network marketer, just go to mlnation.com forward slash book. And here's the last question, the million-dollar question. Ready? Yes. Imagine to start all over again and you knew no one. So didn't know your wife, didn't know your son, didn't know your mom. You're kind of like an alien that went to another planet. What's the first thing you would do or the first place you'd go to build a network marketing business from scratch? I'd probably join a meetup group, join a BNI group, and start networking with people right there. What type of groups? It's just a business group or... That's a great question. Uh, you know, just any type of entrepreneurship groups, uh, networking groups, there's specific networking groups. BNI groups are BNI groups. You're just going to find entrepreneurs of all kinds. You pay like $300 a year or something like that, and you join that BNI group, and you're constantly exposing people to your products and services. Uh, but in addition to that, I join BNI groups like uh, real estate investing groups, entrepreneurial groups, right? There's groups where just entrepreneurs get together to network, and I would definitely join that, have some business cards ready, some video links ready, and just meet people. Uh, get people to like, add people on social media and start to build that credibility so eventually you can expose them to your business the proper way. Hey, thank you so much. As we wrap up, any last words or advice, JC? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you and also uh, learn more about your courses like the Bulletproof Mindset? Yeah, absolutely. Well, my Bulletproof Mindset is available on jcrangel.com so they could uh, check it out there. They could also add me on Instagram at, at Mr. Bulletproof Mindset and Facebook slash Mr. JC Rangel. And, you know, just some advice that I would say is, is, listen, regardless of the situation that you're in, there's been other people that have been in worse situations than that, have had bigger challenges than that, yet still went out there and made it forward. And one of the things that I learned from a gentleman who's a very, very tough guy, uh, I forget his name right now, but he says, when you think that you are about to quit, you're only 40% of your potential there. Right. So you always have more in you, but you've got to work on yourself. And to me, my my whole thing is if it's not for you could have all the skills in the world. You can know how to prospect, how to present, how to close, how to everything. If you don't have the right mindset, all of that is irrelevant. That's my personal opinion. That is why my first interactive video course that I did, Simon, is a bulletproof mindset course, because even if you have no skills, if you have the right mindset, you'll develop the skills. You're going to stick it out until you win. So my advice is you've got to work on your mind. You've got to become mentally tough. And as Jay-Z says, you could drop me off anywhere on God's green earth and I'll triple my worth. And I truly believe that. And I truly believe that anybody can indeed do that. 
Hey, ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you'll be hanging out with JC Rangel. So keep up the momentum. Go to mlnation.com and click on the podcast tab. And uh, you see the show notes for JC, just JC and Rangel, R-A-N-G-E-L. And all the show notes and the nuggets of wisdom and the link to reach out to them will be right there. Hey, in order to be successful in life and in the marketing business, you must help others. So JC, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again and God bless you. Thank you, sir. God bless. Hey, ML Nation, before we go, don't forget your free download of my latest book, 365 Motivational Quotes for the Network Marketer. It's over 79 pages long. You get a free PDF copy of it. Just download. You get a sneak peek of what keeps the leaders going. You know, it's taking the best of the best of the podcast and put in one convenient resource for you. You're going to get confidence. As you can refer to over and over again every single day, you get daily encouragement, and you will get the mental toughness to become successful, and you're going to stay motivated and focused on each day as you go through the guide. So just go download it. It's all for free. MLNation.com forward slash book. And if you know a friend or downline or sideline, crossline, or any friend or even, you know, a prospect that would this would lift up the profession, increases the belief in the profession, share with them as well. Just go to download it, and it's free for them as well. MLNation.com forward slash book. Hey, ML Nation, Simon Chan. And you got all that bullet, the bulletproof mindset from JC Rangel. Here's a recap. That was an awesome show. I really enjoyed talking to him. And it's all about mindset, right? And, you know, the reason why he went through, I think I love working with uh, immigrants. And even when I was building my business, I always wanted Gen Y or immigrants. Nothing against everyone else, but sometimes they just have that desire because they came here for the American dream, right? Just like my parents, they came here, they immigrated from Hong Kong. They came to the U.S. for the for the American dream. So my brother and I, when we were born, we have a better childhood. So they worked so much harder. And it's having a mindset that never quit mentality. And you know, JC shared like, if you're thinking about quitting, you're only 40% there. You got to keep going. And the bulletproof mindset, whew, it's just talking about, you know, the way he was became successful was he went through a lot of stuff, right? So, and that, that's the, the beautiful part of it. I talk about, I always share this, success is a journey. No, no, success is a letdown. The thrill is in the pursuit. You know, success is a letdown. The throw is in the pursuit. And you got to really enjoy the process because the real fulfillment, the real success is not the money you make. But it's the person you become. And I'm trust me, you may not believe me now, but when you make that money in network marketing, you'll be like, oh, Simon, I'm over it now. Well, what's the next step? Right? Because whatever income, whether you want to hit the, you know, ambassador or you want to hit diamond, want to hit six figures, seven figures, you'll get to the point and then you'll be like, now, what next? Right? So the income, whatever you get, it's not going to be a big deal, but it's who you become. It's just like he, you know, uh, JC was going for those martial arts, the championship. It's who he became in that process. Like, Performing, like, he broke his leg, then the broken nose. That mental toughness got him to where he is today, right? So if you are, say, how do I develop that bulletproof mindset? Just go out there. Number one, copy how successful people think. I always say, don't copy what they do, copy how they think. And I think this episode, I love the fact that, you know, you got a really a good peek of what a top performer does, how JC uh, thinks. And uh, you never quit, right? You keep going, keep going. It's not just saying never quit, but when adversity comes, and I, I shared about the lucky people are the ones who have it tough because you can do it again and again. The unlucky people are the ones who get it right. You know, I've been a huge 
business. Uh, in the Philippines, over 70,000 people, we actually filled up an entire stadium. But the reason that happened was an quote-unquote, a lucky event where something happened in Malaysia where someone left and I lost an entire leg, basically. Okay, or I didn't want to go into the details, but I was new back then. Malaysia going out there, expanding my first market. I didn't know much. Wasted a lot of time, resources, even money. Hurt relationships because of that. But that helped me to get to where I am. It wasn't for those experiences. And I'm grateful for that, what happened to me in Malaysia. And so know that, yeah, again, the worst Moments are the raw materials for your future success. That's something I share a lot. Your worst moments, ML Nation, are the raw materials for your future success. And uh, that's what JC talked about, right? It's developing the mindset. And you don't want that easy life, right? And you want to, I love this. And this is what I'm going to teach my kid. You want to train to be the best on your worst day. How can you be the best on your worst day? Because we all have good days. We could all do good on our good days. But what about your worst day? How are you going to react when people quit, when people say no, when maybe your Facebook account got blocked, you know, whatever, you're in Facebook jail, whatever it is, your worst day, how can you be your best? And um, that's really the bulletproof mindset. You know, awesome, awesome show. I can go on and on in here. You talk about being the first gear leader, always recruiting and rolling three, five people a month. And that's another you know, I talk about common mistakes. One of the biggest mistakes is people go full-time too early. Second biggest mistake is they get into management mode. This business is not about recruiting a couple and then let go and have, waiting for people to duplicate. This business is consistent recruiting three to five people a month, whether it's, you know, JC doing it or, you know, 30-year veteran like Jordan Adler, multiple seven, you know, seven-figure earner still recruiting two to four people a month. So, whoa, I can go on and on. Great show. You talk about consistency, accountability, and but... Hey, I love you. You know, thank you for listening. Again, thank you, JC Rangel. Connect with them. You can go to mlnation.com. Just click on the podcast and the show notes page or the links to his infos on there. You can reach out to him. And uh, if you like this, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. We really appreciate it. It uh, really lifts up the profession. So when people are searching for marketing, hey, ML Nation comes up. So, hey, thank you all. I'm Simon Chan. I'm loud and proud to be part of this amazing profession. What's done for people like JC's mom. Uh, people came to America for opportunity. And it's really the American dream here with network marketing. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of ML Nation. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all.